0: Hi, and welcome to your OON podcast featuring quick and handy tips for veterinarians on the go. I'm Dr. Andrew Vince, pathologist at the Animal Health Laboratory, and I'm here with Dr. Melanie Barham, the OON coordinator. We thought it would be a good idea to give an update on what has happened this year with the Ontario Animal Health Network. Give a little summary for newcomers on the podcast. Thanks, Andy. Can you tell us what networks are up and running now?
1: Yeah, so actually we have all of our networks that we had planned to have up and running uh, working as of um, the end of 2015. So we have, um, to just give a rundown, we have uh, bees, uh, bovine, companion animals, equine, fish poultry, small ruminants, swine, um, and then alternative species, and then our wildlife network that operates through um, the Canadian Wildlife Health Cooperative. So what that means is that all of our networks have um, a group of, there's a group of seven representing that species, people from OMAFRA, the Animal Health Lab, uh, the Veterinary College, or the University of Guelph, and then up to three private practitioners from um, from practice or industry partners if uh, in industries where there aren't um, where there aren't veterinarians such as bees or, or fish where there's only one uh, fish veterinarian in Ontario.
0: I see. So for the individual veterinarians out there, who can we find out who our representatives are for our particular uh, commodities group?
1: Yeah, so if you go to uh, owen.ca, so it's a great intro to our website, uh, which is oahn.ca. Um, and on the upper uh, upper left hand side, there's a bar that says team, and you can click on your network uh, or whichever one you're interested in, and it'll tell you who, it'll bring up who is on there and what organization they represent. Um, and then that's a good segue into talking about our, our website, where there's an awful lot of resources. But we'll, we're, I guess we're going to talk about that a little bit later
0: as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Okay. So are each of these different networks operating in a similar fashion or are there some differences?
1: So I would say that all the networks uh, do operate a little bit differently. So they are tailored to what the sector, the veterinarians, and the industry have said they um, said that they wanted in the sect in their uh, network. Um, depending on um, depending on how frequently they meet, usually quarterly. Um, a couple of them meet a little bit less frequently because of their season, uh, but the majority meet quarterly. Uh, what they talk about on the calls um, is uh, laboratory data for the most part, most part, as well as a survey uh, of participating practitioners. Um, um, again not every group does a survey because there may only be one veterinarian who works on that species so it'd be a very short survey um or there may be uh, it's or it may be just more of a resource group so all the the alternative species group for example um they meet and they just uh what they we have some expertise on the call and people can bring forward some interesting cases talk about what's been going on and it's uh, kind of like an open learning and um and group for supporting uh, different weird and wonderful cases that people might be seeing, um, because it, not all the things that fit into alternative species would fit into a survey because it's just not uh, not as regular as the other as the other species. Uh, most of them are doing surveys, though, so we do a survey of uh, participating practitioners who practice on that species, asking them what they've seen in the past few months. And then we put it together with AHL lab data. Um, and then sometimes we have uh, partner labs from, pri- from the private sector, so we have uh, Gallant Custom Labs and IDEX Labs who are partners who provide data too. So that's, um, that's kind of how it works.
0: So where and when can veterinarians and producers expect to see reports for their networks?
1: Uh, yeah great question so uh, so most of these networks are putting out a report for veterinarians if they uh, if they have vets who practice on them so bovine companion animals equine um, poultry small ruminants swine um, and even wildlife are putting out reports regularly to document what is going what has been going on in the calls and to do, and to summarize and translate some of that data there is an awful lot of data um, so it's makes it kind of Turns it into the Coles Notes version that your that your practitioner uh, out in the field would want to actually learn, hopefully read. So they we send them out via various means. So we can we send them out to everybody who participates in the survey. Um, we also send them out via the veterinary list serves like um, OVMA, uh, OAEP, OASV, um, o, OABP, OAPV. So basically all the 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 species group listservs, and then they're also posted on the password-protected part of owen.ca. So if you're a veterinarian uh, in Ontario, you can register for an account, and you can see the you can see the reports at any time. Producer reports are always public. They get sent to our vets first for um, uh, the, uh, the same method of uh, distribution, and then they're sent to the producer groups for review um, and distribution, and they're also posted on the public side of owen.
0: I see. So I also understand that there are some research projects that are going on with OAN. What can you tell us about them?
1: Uh, yeah. So there's. Um, so this year we were we're quite lucky that we're a reasonably well-funded program, and we were able to um, where our money comes from uh, provincial and um, and federal growing forward two uh, monies. So we do have we did have some money to address surveillance gaps in Ontario. So each group was given um, the uh, the task of applying basically for up to $50,000 for a project that would address a surveillance issue within the species group that they work on so they um, they were invited to do that um, they, they consulted um, with industry groups as needed um, and put forward something and they were all approved in December, January so they should be rolling out this spring we're going to be putting out some press releases and some information about those in the coming month as we get some more materials out from those groups but basically each and every network, all of those 10 networks came up with something wonderful to put forward. So um, I'm really quite excited for it, and it should really be kind of something that, that each of them, each of the groups will will want to participate in. And they do involve practitioners, so you may be enlisted to help with it.
0: Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. So uh, what new and exciting things happened uh, for the Ontario Animal Health Network in 2015?
1: Um, yeah, so actually it was a very big year, so we were very excited to have all of our networks up and running. That was one of the biggest things. Um, we also had another successful uh, stakeholder meeting that took place October 1st at the Arboretum. Uh, again, those uh, if you're interested in those notes or what happened, that's also available on our website. Um, our podcast, which we've been publishing pretty regularly since 2014, uh, Andy, we're, Andy and I were just reminiscing about our very first podcast, which we put <laughs> out uh, October uh, September tenth of, of two thousand fourteen.
0: So complicated at the
1: time. I know, but now look at us, professionals. Well, I don't know, um, but anyways, we have had over seven thousand listens to our podcast, which I would say is That's pretty great to hear. not bad considering it's a kind of a niche market. Very much is <laughs> veterinary a niche disease surveillance podcast is kind of like <clears throat> you can't get more niche than that, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, we have published over 25 podcasts, um, and we have had, um, successful participation and, um, with, with various out, outbreaks that have happened. The, um, avian influenza outbreak, uh, our, our, um, Owen group was a participant in, um, in finding gaps and finding, um, finding areas where we could help out, uh, as the veterinarians in the group in the, um, in the industry. Um, and then we did. Ho- we held some emergency calls for things such as blue tongue, uh, which was diagnosed right. this uh, this year in cattle. Um, we published some infographics, which many of you will have seen across your various networks. Um, if you haven't seen them, then visit our website because they are all there. Uh, we've had some radio appearances. Um, Meant some of our members have appeared on um, radio shows, um, and as well as myself, um, particularly in the even influenza outbreak. Sure um we launched our website and we have over 190 veterinarians uh, subscribed to accounts which is great Excellent. if you haven't um signed up for an account then please do so today because it is free and it is just one step one click
0: i have i have my membership
1: oh great i'm glad to hear that i thought you were going to say you didn't tonight and i was going to be a bit embarrassed <laughs> Um we also have our Facebook and Twitter accounts and we do have um we have over 300 Facebook and Twitter followers which again for a niche market we're we're okay with that. So I mean we're always looking to build and if you want to follow us we're posting daily uh with disease alerts and things for, for across all species so not just for one um and we do try and we do try and um be an equal opportunity disease surveillance poster. Um we have resources online on our fa- on our um on our website and they are continuing to grow we recognize that um, that is a work in progress so if you see something you think would be good on there then feel free to send it in and we'd be happy to post it on there Um, we've done some wet labs as well for uh, to get veterinarians um, some advanced training on mink Um, mink we brought in a fellow from uh, who is a dairy and mink veterinarian uh, expert actually from wisconsin who is wonderful together with um, dr pat turner emily martin and um and then also Marina Brash, and um, our resident expert at OMAFRA, Brian Tapscott, we had a wonderful um, wet lab where we had over, oh, we had about I think 18 or 19 uh, veterinarians participate from actually across Canada, and some remotely as well, and they, we did we did a wet lab as well as a morning uh, lecture period, um, and then we also did a wet lab for students too, so we had um we wanted to improve their abilities to, as they graduate, to go out and uh, collect samples and um, and be able to practice some pathology things uh, that they may not get to do within the curriculum. So we hosted that at the AHL, which was a, a great event. We had over 25 students who attended, which was pretty That's good excellent. for a Saturday. That's very good. Yeah. Um we've also done some student lunchtime talks last year we just did uh, one talk about um, improving um, p- the packaging of lab samples, which sounds like a pretty dry topic so I really tried hard to make it into something uh a little more fun so the t- the title was uh, ninety nine samples but uh, ninety nine problems but a lab sample ain't one play on an old rap song probably dating myself <laughs> um and this year we've had we've had um, a lunchtime a lunchtime talk series that we're that we're working on with the students. So we're doing that as well as lab tours. Um, we've presented at an awful lot of conferences too. So you may have seen us at uh, your OABP conference or your OASV or probably um, probably most of the ones across Ontario. So we've been we've been around.
0: Excellent. So what should veterinarians know about? Oh, on as we're moving forward into 2016
1: okay well here's the key highlights that i would take from it um so know that we that we're going to be publishing podcasts approximately every two weeks so check back with us uh and we're doing we've got lots of series on the go we're going to be releasing one about swine influenza in the next little bit six part series with uh, experts from around north america which is quite exciting we have got some other themes that we're working on so there'll be a series which people seem to enjoy our bovine respiratory uh podcast uh, series was very popular uh with uh practitioners so we thought we'd capitalize on that idea. People seem to like to binge binge listen, kind of like Netflix, although not quite as exciting as maybe Breaking Bad, but, you know, we try.
0: I never got into that series.
1: Oh, okay. Sadly. Um, and our resources online are going to be growing so please check back with them frequently and sign up for an account you can also sign up uh, to receive just a newsletter so kind of regular alerts um, and then if we see that you are interested in a specific species we'll send you survey requests and the reports directly to your inbox so that service is available you don't have to visit the website all the time you can get them automatically if you are not a member of OASV or OAPV or any of those Ontario based organizations it's really important and really helpful if you can do that The other thing is is that um, we are tweeting and posting on Facebook every day, as I mentioned, so they're easy things that you can share with your clients on your clinic Facebook page if you have one, Um, or just... Just kind of some stuff for general knowledge. So we're po- it's kind of a, an aggregator for various sources of information, which I I think is nice because we have so many emails coming to us every day. I find, and it's hard to sort through and sift. So if you can, um, if you can, while you're searching and looking at uh, pictures of other people's children and enjoying what your classmates are doing online, then maybe you can get some CE in with it. Well, why not, right? Fair enough. It only takes a couple of it only takes a couple of seconds to filter through something that might be interesting for you. Um we're working on the research projects and we're very excited about those so keep so stay tuned for that because your participation may be needed for subsidized uh, and your clients may appreciate being part of it for subsidized testing. Um, and then producer reports and veterinary reports are, are happening in almost every sector so check back with those.
0: Wonderful. Thank you very much Melanie for giving us an update on uh, 2015 for the Oon podcast. This is Dr. Andrew Vince and Dr. Melanie Barham. Have a good day.
1: Thanks.